There we go. Then I'm going to pray. Um, if you want to find Acts 28 while I'm praying, then go for it. Oh, God, thank you for this term. Thank you for everything that you have said to us through it, everything that you have done in our hearts, all the ways that you have changed us and grown us and challenged us and made us look more like Jesus. And I pray that you would do that again tonight. I pray that we would, each of us, be open to hear what it is you're saying to us tonight, that we wouldn't get distracted or fall asleep or whatever, that we'd be able to focus on you. And I pray that you would help me to speak your truth right now. Amen. Amen. Right, yes, so Acts 28. Um, just so you know where we are headed this evening, I have like a talk that is <coughs> 10 minutes or less. We'll see what happens. Um, then we are going to have some just like short reflective time. Then we're going to have a discussion. Then we're going to watch a video. And then I'm hoping, although I haven't talked to him about it this evening, that Mr. Holbrook is going to do a little cameo at the end. That's where we're yeah, going. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I would very much like to get to that point. Um, so, if we like focus, then we'll have time. That's what I'm saying. Um, right. Acts 28. We're going to go from verse 16 to 31. Naomi, if you have it, could you read it for us? Yeah. Do you want to read the whole thing, or should I give half to somebody else? Very short, Mr. Yeah? Go for it. 16 to 31, right down to the end. When we got to Rome, Paul was allowed to live by himself with a soldier to guard him. Three days later, he called together the local Jewish leaders. When they dissembled, Paul said to them, My brothers, Although I've done nothing against our people or against the customs of our ancestors, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Romans. They examined me and wanted to release me because I was not guilty of any crime deserving death. The Jews objected, so I was compelled to make, a, make an appeal to Caesar. I certainly did not intend to bring any charge against my own people. For this reason, I've asked to see you and talk with you. It is because of the hope of Israel that I am bound with this chain. They replied, We have not received any letters from Judea concerning you, and none of our people who have come from there has reported or said anything bad about you. But we want to hear what your views are, for we know that people everywhere are talking against this sect. They arranged to meet Paul on a certain day, and came in even larger numbers to the place where he was staying. He witnessed to them from morning till evening, explaining about the kingdom of God, and from the law of Moses and from the prophets, he tried to persuade them about Jesus. Some were convinced by what he said, but others would not believe. They disagreed amongst themselves and began to leave after Paul had made this final statement. The Holy Spirit spoke the truth to your ancestors when he said through Isaiah the prophet, Go to this people and say, You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For, the, for this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. Therefore, I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will listen. For two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house, and welcomed all who came to see him. He proclaimed the kingdom of God, and, talk about, and, talked, and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ, with all boldness and without hindrance. Thank you. So, this is the end of Acts. 
So um, the previous few chapters have been this mad epic journey of Paul getting to Rome. There have been shipwrecks. There was a viper biting session that was enacted <laughs> beautifully <laughs> earlier. You all missed out on that. Um, Paul finally gets to Rome. Uh, he chats to the Jewish leaders. He explains what's been going on with him, why he's there. Tells them a bit about Jesus. They're like, this is interesting. They come back for more. They decide they don't like it. He's like, fine, I will go to the Gentiles. I spend another couple of years going to the Gentiles and then... The bookend, which is kind of abrupt, um, but I think but it's deliberately abrupt, and I think that's because it's not the end of the story. So Jesus, right at the beginning, he made this promise uh, that we would receive power when the Spirit came on us, and that we would be his witnesses to the ends of the earth. And I think that he is still fulfilling that promise. We are still in this story of Acts. Uh, the church continues to grow today. We're called to continue doing what Paul was doing at the end here. He's proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. That's what we're called to do too, right? We are Acts chapter 29. Or probably chapter about 3,078 by this point because it's been a while. But like, this is not the end of the story. We are still in this story. We are the story now. And as we end our study of Acts, I just want to refocus on why we do this, on why we live this way, and why we're a part of this story. Uh, why is Paul doing this? Why has he gone through all of the shipwrecks and the viper bitings and everything? Why has the church bothered to do any of the stuff that we've been talking about for this entire time? And I think Paul gives us a really helpful, succinct answer in verse 20, where he says, it is because of the hope of Israel that I am bound with this chain. And I think it's not just the reason he's bound with the chain, I think it's the reason for everything, is this hope of Israel. So what is the hope of Israel, I hear you ask? Uh, it's not a what so much as a who. It's a person. It's a king. It's a saviour sent from God to bring the people of God back into the freedom and fullness of all that it means to be God's people. Um, so the hope of Israel is Jesus. Yay. Yay! And that's why Paul is in chains in this moment, which doesn't sound excellent, but God is working and he is doing stuff. And that's why Paul and the church have done everything that they have done in the last 28 chapters that we've been reading about. It's not for some cause or some political ideal. It's because of a person, because of someone that they know and that they love. <coughs> and that's why we do it too. It's why we do everything that we do. It's why we proclaim the kingdom, like it says here. It's why we teach about Jesus. It's why we get rooted in word and in spirit and in community. And I said this way back in week one, but it is worth saying again that we don't do these things I'm just not going to ask any questions about it. Um, so, yeah, so we don't do these things, like, out of, a, out of a sense of duty or because we should or because it's what good Christians do, although, like, sometimes our hearts are just not in line with what is true and sometimes, it, it, like, these things are good for us and we kind of have to just do it out of that place, but that's not ultimately why we do it. Uh, it's because we love Jesus. He is the Word made flesh. So we get rooted in the word because that's where we learn more about him. That's where he, we hear him speaking. That's where we see more of who he is and what he's like. We get rooted in the spirit because he is the spirit of Jesus, because he loves Jesus and loves showing us more of who Jesus is and loves making us look more like Jesus. And we get rooted in community because the church is the body of Jesus. It's, it's Jesus on this earth. And it's what Jesus is building, it's what Jesus loves, this church, this community. So, that, so we get rooted in it because we love him and we want to be close to him. We love Jesus, we want to grow in relationship with him, we want to see his kingdom come. So, that is what Acts is all about, uh, that's what we're all about as the church. And as we end this term, the question 
is how can we keep growing in these things? How can we keep growing in this relationship with Jesus and in being rooted in word and in spirit and in community? Because just because we stop talking about it the way that we have been doesn't mean that we should stop going for it and stop growing in these things. So I got you to write down at the beginning of term, and I kept them safe and I didn't open them. Um, I said, oh, hang on, I've got it. I got you to ask yourself these questions. Uh, and I said, I want you to take some time, think this through, which of these areas you particularly want to grow in this term, and what practical steps could you take to help you? And it was a commitment for you, that's why I got you to write it down. But more than that, it was a prayer, because like, we really can't do this mm -hmm. on our own. It's just, there's no point even trying. We just need, we need God's help. We need him to do this in us. Uh, so yes, it was a commitment, but more than that, it was a prayer, asking God to help you and grow these roots in your life. So I have these to give back to you right now, um, so that we can remember what we asked God for, and we can see what he has done and how he has answered. Bless you, Sean. Um, and so in a minute, when I give these back to you, I want you to put your phones down and find a space to read it and just to reflect on what God has done. Uh, and you might want to recommit to something that you've written down. You may have no idea what this says. You may have written it down, sealed the envelope, given it to me, and that's like the last time you thought about it. Um, which is okay. Like, there's no, there is no condemnation with Jesus. There's no judgment. There's like, don't open it and feel bad because you didn't do the thing that you wrote down. Like, Jesus is not beating you up about it. Don't beat up yourself. That's not in him. Um, but this is just an opportunity to like recommit to it, to make a new commitment maybe, to like see what God has done and thank him and then go, okay, how can we move on from here? What can I now commit to? Um, I've written, Jesus loves you, which is worth saying. Jesus loves you. So, find a space and I will put some noise on in the back and I will come around and give you these. Um, if you want pens or paper anymore, there's some over yeah. there, but I will give you like... It's hard to move. I'm going to give you, not that long right now. I don't mind if anyone wants to sit near me. Spread. Spread. I'm spread. Cool stuff. Um, so we're going to pray together because that feels like the best and only response, really. Yeah. Um, let, okay, let's do it this way. Go and find the person that you were with for the game earlier, and I want you to pray with them. Um, specifically, talk talk before you pray. Ask what you can pray for for each other. Um, Ask about like what they want to be more rooted in in terms of word, spirit, community. Are there any struggles there that they have? Is there any particular thing they would like to grow in? Are there any gifts that they want that you can ask for? All that kind of stuff. Pray about that together. And then just anything else in life. Maybe something you were talking about before. Maybe something that comes up now. Just have a chat about what you could pray for and then pray for it. All right? Go. Be free. Be unleashed. <laughs>